This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Join us today as we look at last night's vital 1-0 victory over Crew Alexandra, and then we look ahead to Saturday's trip to Carlisle United. Welcome to Borough Pod. Bursting from midfield is Massinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it! On Old Trafford Cracker, in front of the Stratford end... Hello, fellas. How are you doing? Good, thank you, Nay. How are you? I'm all right. You're quite quiet, Patrick. Oh, really? Yes. Let me adjust my setup a little bit. It's all right. I mean, I can beast you. I can beast you to say that uh, old man boulders can hear you. <laughs> Bless him. But, uh... <laughs> Drackers, hello, mate. You, you're all right, son. How are we doing? All right. Uh, nice to be back. And uh, yeah, um, we're on the roll again, aren't we? Eh? Fantastic. Oh. By the way, I listened I listen to you two in the shower Sunday. It was lovely. <laughs> or Monday, whatever day it was. Whatever day you released it. I had listened to you and I enjoyed, enjoyed myself. Yeah. <laughs> I've got visions Particularly concerning to hear that when Drakas is dialing in from what looks like a dog in spot in his front of his car. Wow. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, Oh, God, you're going to kill me, boys. Um, all right, uh, let's uh, let's just get straight into it. Let's let's not let's not beat around the bush. Talk about shit that don't don't need to be talked about, like drackers in the fucking shower. Uh, last night, uh, Stephen is one crew. Alexandra nil. Um, so the lineup was unchanged um, from Saturday, which is uh, which is rare. I don't think we've done that all season, or we might have done in the first couple of months, but it's it's not. It's not. It's it's not a common. It's not really a common thing in football anymore, really, is it? The unchanged size. There's usually a couple of changes because uh, games come so thick and fast. But uh, just to confirm it for you all, beautiful people, uh, McCracken in goal, um, Smith right back, Sweeney right centre back, Pidge left centre back, Clark left back. Then we had a midfield four to start off with. Um, we had Jake Taylor playing on the right of midfield. Then we had uh, Jake Reeves on the right right central Gilby left central and then Roberts left midfielder uh, and then that left Norris and March up too so it's very much a 4-4-2 starting in the first half did change later on but we'll come to that later on um let's go let's seeing as uh seeing as he's not been on much over the last month or two Drackers let's come to you football talk about it oh well um Obviously, I missed the game Saturday. I couldn't make it. So, 
Uh, I managed to catch it at home, um, and, and I thought the, the first the first twenty minutes we were dominant. That ball was fizzing around, and it wasn't a nice surface to play on. Although the Lamex is a beautiful pitch, but um, yeah, I thought they coped with it really well. It was zippy, wasn't it? It, it was great. The ball was going all over the place. It was. I, I'd even go to the point to say it was expansive football. Uh, one two touch. Yeah. I think the the uh, the uh, the, the lads on the side were, were trying to get that ball moving as quickly as they could through the coaching points that led onto the yeah. pitch. Um, just was very difficult. I'm sure everyone, I've seen it all over Twitter, was very difficult to break down. They, they really did pretty much look like they were playing at a five at the back. And, yeah. you know, when teams come to the Lamex to play anti-football, as Crew Alexandra did last night, um, it was... Um, it was it was tough going, wasn't it? It was great to watch. I must admit, yeah. regardless of the result and the first half, I really enjoyed that first twenty minutes, and I was like, "We are in for a treat." Um, but like I say, it, it was it was tough going for the lads. It was. The ball yeah. didn't really settle. I didn't think that we well, I know we didn't, and everyone's already spoke about it. We didn't get many shots away, but I guess when people are coming into us to set their stall up to to, as I say, I like using that word anti football that um. It was going to be hard, um, but I like the fact that we were playing that one-two touch ball just to try and get the ball moving a bit quicker um, and, and break through. Yeah. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. Well, unfortunately, well, happen. as you as you mentioned it, and I forgot to do it before before I brought you in. Let's let's look at some of the the, the stats and match facts and all that nonsense um, from the first half. So. Um, it was a dominant half, dominant half of football. But you're right; the first twenty minutes were were far more dominant than the the next 25 um so as as a whole in the half um we had 60 uh i know that's a that's a that's an oxymoron isn't it um 60% possession 69% pass success rate which is which both figures are a lot higher than we 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 tend to hit which is great because it's it shows that there's a there's been a willingness and a uh, a concerted attempt to play football more than than through that little mini injury crisis we sort of went through and that dip in form where we were talking about just lumping the ball long and never really settling into games. Um, so it's a massive, massive uh, change in change back into the sort of style that we saw for the for the most part for the whole of well for the first half of the season um but that's first 20 minutes up until it was up until that stoppage where they made the sub where Finnegan went off um that's that that that's what sort of took I took the sting out of us i think if and you know we had 62 62% possession in that first 20 minutes and our pass success rate was 73 so the figures didn't drop much right? possession only dropped by a couple of percent um and then pass success rate only by sort of 4 or 5% so it's not a massive change but i f- i felt that it the delay that that stoppage caused so finnegan could receive treatment and then actually be substituted off the the delay just sort of took took the momentum away a little bit from the boys and we ended up struggling to assert ourselves in the way that we had started to um it was only I, I felt like it was only a matter of time in that first 20 minutes before we scored 
uh, where after that, we didn't really look like scoring. We had a lot of the ball, a lot of passing, um, but it was very much get it out wide, get it to the centre-backs, get it back out wide, get it to the centre-backs. And some of the fans next to me were going mental. Um, <laughs> yeah. well, it was, it was I had a lot of one particular old bloke go mental yeah. about the ball going oh. backwards. But I tried to explain to him at half time that, and you mentioned this, uh, Drackers, about the five at the back. Um, that was yeah. a ta- that was a real tactical sort of surprise. Of course, it was. Um, they've they've yeah. not played five at the back for weeks and weeks and weeks, um, and they they sprung that surprise. And I don't think we were set up very well to to play against it um, with having Norris and March up front. You know, I don't think, I don't think that's, they ended up isolated. We couldn't get the ball into them. We couldn't work the ball into the box because every time it did get pinged forwards, um, Offord and O'Riordan just dealt with the ball because they're massive fuckers. Um, so we really struggled to do anything. And, and you're right. First off, Zero shots from Stevenage. Um, uh, I mean, Crew only had one shot and and it was off target. So for both sides in the final third, it was a really poor game, certainly in the first half. Um, there's, I mean, there's there's ways of dealing with it. We've seen it a couple of times where Stevenage have gone, I'd say, more direct. And, you know, we did have a lot of crosses. Let, let's be real. I know uh, Smith, uh, uh, Roberts on the right-hand side in the first half were, were fizzing balls in or passing it back and the ball was coming in. But the only realistic way that they could deal with it was exactly how they're doing it. And going back to your point about people moaning about going back, that's the way you deal with it. You're going to have to pull that defence yeah, out. Course. And the only Absolutely. way you can do it is by drawing their forwards and their midfield further forward to create the gaps for, for our creative players to do it. If we'd have sat there yeah. last night and just seen aerial bombardment after aerial bombardment, then, you know, we we wouldn't have broken down. We, uh, we put in 42 crosses in the entire game. Wow. Monstrous. Monstrous. 40 of those were corners. <laughs> so like 16, 16 corners in total. What? Yeah. Yeah. I, I described that first half as stodgy. And uh, there's a few reasons for that. I think the conditions were difficult. It was kind of sleeting. The wind was swirling. And every time the ball got up above, like, top of the stand height, it suddenly got caught yeah. by the wind and blown too far. A lot of crosses sailed along. Yeah. Um, it was interesting that when we went long, we went long to March as often as we went long to Norris. I wasn't expecting to see Norris as the guy trying to pick up the um, flick-ons from the strike partner in that partnership. But you're right, we, what we did a lot of was recycling the ball, getting it to the edge of the 18-yard box, not having a possibility to cross it in and then go back around the defence and back around the other side and probing, but never really yeah. creating that shooting opportunity or that heading opportunity. And people were getting frustrated that players were hesitant to shoot on the edge of the box, but I think that was more down to they weren't being played the ball that they could come onto and shoot with a gap to the goal. It was always either blocked or they were running at an angle that wasn't conducive to getting a shot on target. So I don't think the decision-making was wrong from players like Gilby in that position. I think it was just a case of we were making sure that the chances we took were good chances and not snapshots. Yeah, uh, it, it's worth it, it's worth pointing out that I think I think we identified there who we expected to play right back for Crew yesterday, Mella, 
Um, but generally, uh, he played right centre-back. Um, I think we identified him as a player to target. He is woeful. He's like Bambi on ice. I mean, he, he did he did the typical sort of full-back dive in the corner to win the, the cheapest free kick you're ever going to get, but every referee in the country gets bought by that every single time it happens. Um, he did it a couple of times, actually. But if you notice, 90% of the balls that were played to uh, March certainly in that first half that were like long dinks towards him, they were all against Mella. Every single one of them was against Mella. He didn't go up against Offord or Riordan once. Um, every single one of them was against Mella. So uh, we identified him as someone we could exploit. I don't think we expected him to be, we didn't expect him to play centre-back yesterday so it did take us a little bit of time to sort of try and figure out what we were doing and you know you could see uh, there was when when uh what's his chops um fellow got subbed off finnegan um when he was down getting injured march was over getting getting a little bit of instruction um from from them and i just i wonder whether that was right get up against him and you know he he looked like he had the beating of him for large sort large large parts of it yeah he competed um, against him well it wasn't a criticism no 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 of course of course not i'm just I, i'm saying you know we, it's not the type of man you normally play as a target man but going up against mella i think he wins the ball in the air quite well and sort of actually manages to get it down and try to do something with it yeah relatively well he certainly did yesterday um and obviously he did manage it on saturday as well um but it was, yes, yeah, it was. I think the key takeaway, though, sorry, Nate, the key takeaway for me between the first half and the second half was that we never fronted up one of their defenders with the ball at our feet. Yeah. And that changed in the second half, where literally, I think there was a call within the first two or three minutes of the second half where from the bench it was like, face your player, face them up. So the ball was at their feet, looking at the defenders instead of the first half. It was very much backs the goals, trying to feed in those midfielders for those strikes. Yeah. And, yeah, like you said earlier on, there was one where Gilby, the ball just fell at him. Everyone was screaming, shout, but actually it was a it was a poor bounce in front of him and it just took it just out of his stride pan and he wasn't able to make the pass, to be fair. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that for me was, was massive. We managed, I, I, I'm sure quite a lot of those later corners came from the fact that we were facing the defenders and running at them with the ball. Yeah, Roberts gave people nightmare second half. The thing yeah. I noticed most from Mellor is that he got a massive hug from Steve Evans after the game. So I'm guessing Evans knows him fairly well from somewhere else, but I haven't had a chance to look that up yet and see whether that's true. Um, worth mentioning their striker, DeVitt, who, by my count, had about one touch in the first half. He shoulder-barged the goalkeeper as many times as he touched the ball, I think. And yeah. The um, thing he contributed most to the team was... Uh, standing in the goalkeeper's way as he tried to kick it out of hands and he made him scuff one kick yeah. for the entire of the time he was on the pitch, which was probably about an hour. I I, I will repeat what I heard somebody uh, near to me say at half-time. It, came, it didn't come from the media box. It came from the fans. Um, that 20, he's a nasty little cunt. <laughs> and it's a very accurate description of him. He don't play football, does he? He just he's just there to bully people. Um, fortunately, we weren't having any of it, and he he tried bullying McCracken and uh, Pidge, who just shrugged him off and laughed in his face. Imagine um, trying to bully Pidge, Jesus! Oh, fucking fucking hilarious, <laughs> isn't it? Let's talk about Sweeney because I think I thought he's had a re- he had a really good game, and I thought he had a quite a good game on. I mean, I've come down to quiet now, but I think he had a good game on. 
Saturday, but but Dean Dean mentioned it, and Dean Dean said he was rubbish because he kept making mistakes. Um, uh, and uh, let me actually just read you an analogy that G Dean uh, Dean gave us in a in a borough chat uh, thingy because it's it's beautiful. Um, Are we talking podcasting or commentator Dean? Podcast Dean, Mister Seely. So. Uh, so I we were we were having a little bit of an argument about whether Sweeney was good or not, and I was like, "Yeah, all right." He made he made a few mistakes, but he tidied up after himself. He was good. I was like, "I'm not having this," and he was like, "Nah, bollocks." Uh, and the, to 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 quote him, I'm not saying he was shit. He certainly wasn't on top of his game. And if I piss the bed and then wash the sheets, I still piss piss the bed to begin with. <laughs> and so that was. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I get it, but. It's a completely different different situation, and it's uh, he was fine. Um, he very nearly cost us in the second half yesterday, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, his gen. I think his general standard was good enough, uh, and yeah. not as high as his standard all season has been. But that's a pretty damn high bar. He was solid. He distributed decently. He got himself into trouble once or twice, and one of those times in his own box was. Almost cataclysmic, but he got bailed he out. He cleaned that up himself. Partly he cleaned that up himself. I mean, he was the one that won the ball back and cleared it. So, yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was a good enough recovery, but it was a heart and mouth moment that didn't really need to happen. So, yeah, I was I was yeah, it's hands. time and a place for it, and in your own box is not one of them. Yeah, I'd and so someone on Twitter, I, can't, I think it might have been Aiden, um, was saying that. Um, He's lost confidence. I think it's the opposite. I think he's overconfident now because he's had so much success in, you know, picking up the ball and moving forward with it and taking a strikers on and getting an away from the crowd that I think um, he's sort of believing a bit too much of his own hype. Um, it doesn't strike me as the way. It's you'd... good fun to watch though. Oh yeah, it doesn't strike me as the way you play right. if you were losing confidence. If you'd lost confidence, you put your foot through it. Right. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine you didn't listen to... You still haven't listened to any of the voice notes I sent yesterday. Nope. Pat. Right, so the last one, which... Start listening to them, you knob. They're all, none of them are more than about 30 seconds. I can't believe you haven't got time to listen to 30 seconds of chat. Anyway. I'm sitting in a fucking restaurant. You're going to listen to them later. If, um, I heard, if I was sat at a table next to someone listening to his mate's voice message on his phone, I'd think, that guy's a fucking knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's a valid point just listen to them later they, they were worth well the last one was worth it basically the last one was I saw Sweeney in the car park as I was walking walking in and I was like oh alright mate uh, what do you think the score's going to be today and Sweeney looks at me and goes yeah I know and walks off and I'm like oh okay oh, alright right, mate and Matt, I'd be like, oh, maybe you just misheard me. Uh, if it wasn't the second or third time that I've had a conversation with him, and I've left utterly confused. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't go into that. We won't go into that into any more detail. No need to analyse that. Um, yeah. So I'd, five minutes of added time at half time, and we actually played six minutes. Um, partly because of uh, the, the injury to Finnegan, but partly. Because uh, I'm just going to call him Jeremy Beadle. I don't know what his first name is. Don't care what his first name is. He's a knobhead. Just time wasting, literally from the first minute. Absolute scab. And the and uh, some of the media guys. Uh, one was incredulous at half time when I said, 
do you always set up to, to have your goalkeeper waste time like that? He was furious. And there was a, another lady who must work for Cree who was stood there sort of looking at me like, what, who, is, who is this gimp? Um, but one of the others was like, yeah, pretty much. And a couple of people, got a couple of Cree fans online have confirmed that away from home, they pretty much time waste from minute one to minute 90. Um, but what really fucked me off about it, right? It's the referee just, again, it, it happened against Tranmere. It happened, and it was worse. It was worse last night because it wasn't just the goalkeeper. Their players feigning injury and going down, but the second the ball's out of play, they're like, oh yeah, I'm all right. Just proper scummy anti-football tactics. It's fucking dog shit. I'm so sick of it. So unbelievably tired of these bastards ruining football. But the, the ref seems to think you could only waste time if you were ahead in the game. If it was nil-nil, right. no one's wasting time. Right, not once. Right on it, hurry. as soon as we got in the lead, yeah. and Danny Rose started taking the piss, not which he was only doing to that extent because he'd sat on the bench watching them taking the piss and getting away yeah. with it for over an hour, I suspect. Literally not once did the referee hurry any Tramir player up to do anything, anything. Walking off slowly, um, didn't ask any... Didn't, you, know, you normally go over... You, you see a player down, the referee goes over, talks to him and says, get him off the pitch, get him off the pitch. He usually walks away and doesn't do anything about the fact that they're not off the pitch, right? At least normally they have that chat. Referee didn't even do that. The amount of time, in the second half um, and towards the end of the first half, I was sat there counting how many seconds between when the ball went out of play to the goalkeeper taking a goal kick or you know the goalkeeper even getting the ball in hand and kicking it. On average, the goalkeeper was probably wasting 25 to 30 seconds each stoppage that he had the ball. Yeah. Five it's minutes felt like an underestimate compared it's to the amount just... of time he spent stood watching people not play yeah. football. Yeah, it's just horrible. And like, and he's just doing things like, you know, the, he's got a goal kick, goal kick on the left-hand side of the goal. The ball's, the ball's kicked back to him by his player. He picks it up, walks into the middle of the goal, bounces it, walks back to where he stood when he received the ball goes to put it down on the edge of the area, then moves it in a couple of inches, then moves it in a couple more inches, twists it around, turns it around to find the panel he wants to kick. Honestly, Beadle, you're a prick. Can I can I can I just um can I just spin this a bit? No. So f- first firstly, um <clears throat> I couldn't believe, and I heard a few people shout it to be fair, the uh the um the match officials kit was pretty much identical yeah, to their goal. Very kit. close. Just without well. the stripes, yeah. Yeah, I was really surprised that they got away with it, or he was not made to change. But yeah. um, let's put let's put the uh, the uh, the boot on the other foot for the minute. You are going away to second in the league, or potentially second in the league. Your goalkeeper is eighteen. I repeat, eighteen years old. Um, I, I had my my family with me last night. They they loved him. They thought he was brilliant. Uh, they're not. Uh, they're not huge, massive Borough fans, but they were like, he's only... But my wife Googled his name to say, I can't believe it. He's brilliant. And because obviously we've got a goalkeeper at home that lives with us, as in my son, they thought he was awesome. So, um, you know, um, from a coaching perspective and, and uh, looking at it from afar, do you know what? The lad, the lad did all right, to be fair. And I know that sounds really weird for us to say on this Borough podcast, but, um, you know, he set out to do a job and at 18... You know, he's, he's probably done pretty well for his team there. And I know that's going to definitely rattle you, mate. But um, if I was going away to second in the league in, in League One next year and we were down the down the bottom, I'd try and use everything in the book I would. I'd throw it at us. 
I'll no, say I'm this, not, right? I'm not having it. When, I, when Farman was playing for us and being ludicrously slow, I was saying, God, I wish he wouldn't be so fucking ludicrously slow. And <laughs> the crew fans I heard on the way out last night were saying, I can't believe I travel all the way to watch him do that. It's fucking tedious and I'm fucking sick of it. So not everyone... <laughs> in the crew Alexandra support was enjoying that no. um, style of play. But he might be doing was, as instructed, so he might be doing right. Yeah. There were three yeah. there were probably three people in the stadium that enjoyed his performance. That'll be the man the crew manager, the crew assistant manager and the crew goalkeeping <laughs> coach. Because <laughs> yeah. I, cause I well, can't imagine a football player enjoys doing that himself. And no. and he's obviously been told to do it and Frankly, Lee, whatever his name is, Lee Bellend, the, the crew <laughs> manager, can can fuck off and he should be sacked, scumbag. <laughs> ne- I will never, ever, ever. No, there's no, there's no. I just think there's no excuse for it. It's not football. It's cheating. It's absolutely cheating. And leave, I, and I Stevenage, leave Stevenage on a cold, wet Tuesday night, losing one nil after a bit of shithousery, and get sacked, or go away losing four nil. For to Steamage because they've been outclassed. If I know which most bottom of the half of the league table managers would prefer, Nate. Oh yeah, abs- absolutely. But they're all wrong. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I know that. However, I'm just spinning it and have a look from the other side because it's fun to do sometimes. I annoys you. I am an idea. I am an idealist, and there's a way in in my in my view there is a way you play for the game of football, and it doesn't <laughs> include time wasting and cheating going down and pretending you're injured faking injuries i used to hate drinks breaks i still hate drinks breaks i hate running the ball i hate running the ball into the corner at the end of the game um when you're one nil up or two nil up or whatever it is it's it's cynical it's dog shit i fucking hate it i understand that's the way that the game's played but it fucking shouldn't be <laughs> yeah and you said no player likes playing like that danny rose looked like he really enjoyed the uh counter-attack <laughs> time wasting that he was doing he was had a yeah. massive grin on his face which, it's which interesting makes, you go on. So i was just gonna say it just makes a change from how he's been over the last three months after well three three four weeks since uh since he got absolutely rooted by um evans for not coming off Injured when yeah. he was injured. Yeah, he got the treatment. I think keeping the corner ball in the corner deserves, which is immediately flagged for obstruction after yeah. like less than Absolutely. half a second in Absolutely. this one. And I can see why he was upset by it because it's a foul that they very, very rarely give. It's a very low percentage chance that what happened to him happens. And also in that very same corner, March had a massive shirt pull for like yeah. five seconds that the, the linesman just went, I'm not flagging that, and then was pushed to the floor. And he flagged the push to the floor, but you're like, mate, he's been being fouled for multiple seconds at this point in plain sight of you, like a foot away. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe do your job, maybe. L- Drackers, how do you think the uh, official officials performed yesterday? Because I have a particular opinion on this, obviously. Um, <laughs> but you kind of, like with the goalkeeper here, you kind of... Uh, generally give people the benefit of the doubt and I just want to gather how you're going to try and uh, give this lot of the benefit of the doubt uh, all right, I'm just going to have a quick drink break so give me give me 30 seconds <laughs> you fucking dick <laughs> <laughs> no I thought they were really poor to be fair last night oh, I really do um, there was so much shirt pulling it, it, I, I think 
there was there was there was one particular foul that he absolutely bottled because it came after another foul that he should have given. So both teams actually got done by it completely. But yeah, the amount of shirt pulls were were horrific last night. Um, yeah. I think he was trying to let it flow because because he knew what they were up to and he wanted to keep the game game moving. But yeah, I, I didn't think he was good. In fact, when uh, when I looked down the tunnel and saw him walking out, I was like, oh no, here we go. Um, but I don't think he was equally horrendous for both sides, really. I just think he wasn't wasn't great. Wasn't yeah, great. yeah. My my view of it was uh, he's atrocious, and some some one of the uh, one of the um, I don't know BBC Radio Stoke commentators, I think, um, said um, said at full time that every every decision he made seemed to be trying to make up for the last bad decision he made. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, so Stevenage was fouled there, but he didn't give it. He actually gave it the other way. So the next one, Stevenage committed a foul, but he's going to give it to Steve, free kick to Stevenage. I'm just trying to catch up and he, and he lost, lost count and lost control. Um, yeah. It was, it was appalling, absolutely appalling. And, and it's, and it's both ways. Jake Reeves could have gone yesterday um, yeah. for that high knee, for that high knee on uh, Ag, Aggie, that's that's my attempt at saying their 11's name. Um, you know, there was absolutely no intent. Not like not like when he grabbed the keeper around the back of the neck and swung him to the deck on Saturday. Absolutely no intent on it. They've both gone for a high ball, but Reeves yeah. in extending his leg to get the ball <laughs> has kneed the fella in the face. And you you've got to give props to the to to the player. He got up and fucking just dealt with it and carried on playing football. He didn't. He was down for maybe five seconds maybe maybe 10 at a push um but he just got up and tried carrying on playing you know he could he could he was holding his he was holding his face almost every time the ball was nowhere near him for the rest of the half um i'm just i i am absolutely stunned that there was no free kick no intent and i think a red card would have been harsh though understandable because it was very dangerous I think a yellow would have been a free kick and a yellow card would have been absolutely fair. Um, I was expecting a free kick and a yellow card. I agree. Yeah, and that, that's what that's that, and that's what I said. And and they, the the guys the guys in the, in the studio looked at it again, and they were just like they were absolutely stunned that there was no card, no foul, nothing. I think we probably got the better of the decisions over the course of the ninety minutes, if I'm honest. I mean, I think probably that one would swing it in our in our favour, almost regardless because it was of how bad a decision that was. I th- I think, but I think so. Really, ne- neither team can be overly aggrieved at how bad he was, other than the fact that it probably cost us a bit of entertaining football because he's just fucking just appalling. Might be the now. This is weird. He might be the worst referee I've ever seen, but I'm not angry like I normally am. I'm just like. <laughs> But I'm not confused. I think because it was even, because it was because it was pretty much even. It's just uh, you have a foul this time. Uh, no, you have a foul now this time. Oh, uh, you have a foul. I mean, there were there were corners that like and free and throw-ins that well, uh, a crew player just kicked straight out of play, and he's given the and he's given it to crew. Like there's not a Stevens player anywhere near the dude. There was Stevens got a corner yes, uh, of, of, of a throw-in yesterday from across from Kane Smith that went about nine feet over everybody's heads and was straight out of play and Stephen is somehow had a throw in. It was just stunning how poor, how appalling he was. And 
I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Genuinely don't understand how you can be that bad at your job and get paid to be a part of the professional game. It's appalling. Appalling. In the interest of a little bit of balance, then the one <laughs> thing he did do well that we can say is, yeah, when their plays were going down and in in the second it, half, I'm not saying feigning, but maybe exacerbating the extent of injuries. He <laughs> stopped play for the first one. And then he waited till a breaking play for the second one. And for the third one, there wasn't a breaking play and we scored from it. Right. So the way he dealt with that enabled us to capitalize on their gamesmanship and get the yeah. winner. And he could have stopped play there and bought the third time the guy went down, but he didn't. He let play on and we capitalized from that. So at, good. At half time, he spoke to um he spoke to a couple of the crew players. He spoke to offered the crew captain, and then he also spoke to uh, I think it was the manager. It might be the assistant, and was clearly saying about stop waste, stop stop faking injury and wasting time. And second half, he had no time for it at all, and that's probably the only thing he did well all game. I, I'll give him props for it. I've slated, slated him for everything he did wrong, and the, the least the least I can do is give him props for the one thing he did right. Right? <laughs> I'm fucking delighted he didn't. We one we didn't stop playing for uh, Reed's goal and two. My favorite thing about it is the crew players clearly knew what uh, what their man down that was down was doing because they all gave him pelters for for doing it. The, they were all the- furious with him. The keeper ran out to the edge of the box to try and get him back on his feet, I think. And Kane Smith yeah. had the ball. Like, is he going to lob him? No, he's going to loop it into Reed, who's going to blam it in from the edge of the box because the that keeper's control. scrambling back and he got a little bit of a deflection and went in the corner. That control from Reed is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Taking it on his chest, lovely. Yeah, I mean, it took it. He took quite a big deflection off of Luke Offers on his way in. Um. It was on target, so it won't be given as an own goal, but it oh, did take quite a deflection. Yeah, it would have probably gone in anyway. And, like, yeah. the crew fans can rightly be a little bit annoyed that we scored from that because it makes it a little bit controversial. But, like, on the balance of play that second yeah. half, Bozzy hit the bar, he smashed the keeper in the face, he had one on the turn that got deflected narrowly over. Josh, Josh March had that uh, shot that the goalkeeper quite acrobatically tips over. It was a good save. They deserved a, at least a one 0 win from that game, and they got it yeah. in a way that's maybe not as satisfying as it could have been. But who gives a shit? It's three points at the end of the day. Yes, it was some. It ended up being somewhat fortuitous, but I didn't come away thinking that's three points we didn't deserve, like you do sometimes when you scrape a one 0 I went away from it thinking it took a while to get it over the line, but it's the result that their performance merited today compared to Crew's performance. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie Reed was fantastic after he came on. He didn't have long on the pitch, but he was full of beans and he looked like he was really, really out to, to prove something to Watkins. Uh, Watkins? Ah, Evans. And Watkins. <laughs> His first touch has come on leaps and bounds and he's such a threat. Him and Roberts, yeah. like, driving at defenders and really putting them on skates. And it was great to see. It was great to see Gilby looking so sprightly as well because he kept having these he like did, yeah. long striding runs covering ground really quickly and then looking absolutely crocked after them. And I was like, oh, he's getting subbed off here. And then <laughs> just did another 20 minutes and kept doing it. It was great. Yeah. That, that, there was that one in the second half where he was driving down the, driving down the left and he 
played, uh, I think, the ball out to Danny Rose. It was a few yards in front of him. And I just remember there, um, the crew number two, uh, Mella, like trying to keep up with him. And he looked like he was, he looked like he was having a heart attack by the time uh, Danny Rose tried putting the ball in. He just looked like he was dead. It was so yeah. funny. Yeah, he's rapid. It was good to see um, Luther back as well. He was looking uh, solid. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Good to see Luther. I'm glad that we've sort of taken a slightly, uh, slightly slower approach to bringing him back after you know we brought him back and he wasn't ready and he <laughs> re-injured himself. Yeah, I mean, it's thanks to Kane Smith stepping up and looking like a really solid citizen in there, yeah, creating yeah. loads of stuff. But he did look knackered <laughs> after that goal. He was down on his haunches, stretching out, and you know it was the right decision to to make the switch they made at that time and that last well, 10, 15 minutes, thanks to all the injury time we had from crew time-wasting for the majority of the second half, they played down our throats, like went really direct and just mm-hmm. straight into the hands of Sweeney and Pidge yeah. clearing it. They didn't challenge it in a way that really threatened that much. No, not at all. I don't know if Jay's still there. I'm still here. I'm enjoying oh your uh, your to and froing chaps. Yeah, I feel um don't disagree with anything you're saying. Um I'm 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 looking forward to talking about Carlisle. That's what um I've been waiting okay. for. I've had a okay. couple of thoughts on starting elevens, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. Okay. Well we'll we'll do that in a minute. Um first what we'll do is we'll have a quick look around the league. Tuesday, several games last night. Northampton beat Mansfield 1-0. Bloody Mansfield. You can never trust them to do you a favour, bastards. You, you really hate Mansfield, <laughs> don't you? Shit all. I had to go to a wedding there once. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Walsall do what Walsall do. Uh, sorry, Walsall did what Walsall do, and they uh, drew 0-0 with Swindon. Uh, Stephen has won crew nil, obviously. Newport won, AFC Wimbledon won. And then uh, the form team in the league lost to fucking Grimsby. Ugh. At home as well. Weird game of football. Um, and then if we if we look at the top, if we look at the table, we look at the top. Let's have a look at the top 10. Um, in 10th, we've got Barrow fifth, sitting on 52 points. Uh, and then Sutton sat, still sat on 55 points after their loss. Mansfield haven't got any further ahead of them, though. They're still on 55 points as well, having lost. Salford, obviously, uh, lost on lost on Friday. That was the last time they played. Um, they're on 56 points. It's sat in seventh, so that's the last of the promotion places. Sorry, playoff places. Bradford, 59 points in sixth. Stockport County in fifth with 59 points also. Northampton then, a little bit of daylight between them and Stockport County now. For they've got a f- cushion of four points. Uh, so they're sat in 63, 63rd, uh, 63 points in fourth place. Uh, then you've got Carlisle in four, uh, third um, with 64 points, having played 35. Stevenage, 66 points, having played 35. And then the runaway leaders, also on 35 points, are... Uh, Orient obviously on seventy-two points. So you know, so we're back within six points of uh, the leaders. So it's not looking quite as uh, we're not looking quite as distant distant as we were. You know, were um, before before we kicked the ball on Saturday, are we? You know, we've 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 clawed five points back in on them in two games. 
Uh, we are now level on level on games with them, um, but we do have two games in two games in hand over uh, Sutton United. Got one game in hand over Northampton and Stockport. So uh, yeah, it looks alright, doesn't it? It's it's looking it's looking less shit than it was a week ago. Very much so. It's amazing what six points can do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's turn the, <clears throat> let's turn the clock back. If you'd have asked us on Friday on Friday night, two games coming up. Absolutely crucial, weren't they? Building into Carlisle at the weekend that um, that we needed to get back on track, and that is literally what they've done. Um, I yeah. think credit credit, especially to um, got to say those substitutes in the second half last night. It, it worked a treat, didn't it? It really did work. Um, it did. It, did, it really game. livened the front line yeah. up, didn't it? Yeah. So no, it was great taking six points off that, and then obviously this huge game on Saturday. Um, going to be really interesting and I think it, it, I, I, I can't I'm, I'm useless at things like this you boys are the ones with the brains um, the next five games are the ones really where I think we're going to find out whether we're, we're in it and we've, we've we've got our promotion nailed uh, you know Carlisle have got some tough games they've got us Saturday then they're away to Bradford straight away yeah. they've got some tough real toughies coming up they go on a run of I think four of their next five games after us are away so that's yeah, incredible well- well, I mean, we've got we haven't got the easiest next few weeks, you know. No, we're both, you know, our our first no games are easy, right? But your first game that you look at and go, yeah, we should absolutely win that game is isn't until the seventh of April uh, when we yeah. host 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 Colchester. Um, yeah. We've got Carlisle on Saturday. We've got Salford the following Saturday, and then we've got Northampton the follower following Saturday from that. So those are three. Yeah three tough games of teams all in the top six um it's uh it's not an easy it's not an easy run um before we actually look at the look at carlisle properly let's just have a look at the uh the fixtures for, for saturday in general bradford face hartlepool um stockport face mansfield that's a, again that's another another top of the table at, you know playoff Playoff uh, match that Salford versus Doncaster, Rochdale, Swindon, Northampton Crew, Harrogate versus Barrow, Orient versus Colchester, Walsall, Gillingham, Tramir, Newport, Wimbledon, Crawley, and then obviously the big game this weekend Carlisle versus Stevenage. Um, Carlisle are in, a, in better form than us, generally speaking. Um, if we look at the form table, they are top. Um, 13 points from their last six games, four wins, one draw, one loss. Um, we continue to climb the form table. When you know we're now nine points from the last six, but one three, lost three. So it's not it's not ideal, but you know we you, you could look at us and say we are starting to turn a bit of a a bit of a bit of a bit of a corner, you know. Yeah, um, and they've won their last four, but they don't look impregnable. They got humped four 0 at home by Mansfield in mid February. Yeah. Before yeah. that, drew with Wimbledon, lost at home to Harrogate. So they've lost a couple yeah. at home in the last month. They've only what what three clean sheets. So yeah, There's, it's not you can, it's not terrifying. Yeah, you can definitely you def, you can definitely go and do a job against them. Um, we haven't, as it happens, all that recently. Um, our last 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 season going to Carlisle, we lost two one. Season before, we lost four uh, nil. Um, then you know there were a couple of wins there. Um, 
we had a one nil and a two nil victory. Uh, so it's a tough it's a tough place to go, I think, um, especially with them playing so well at the moment. Um, generally, you know, they are scraping out wins. Um, second versus third at the moment. Um, they've done they've they've done incredible work over the last sort of six months. Well, probably not six months, probably two months to to take themselves. I mean, they 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 were outside of the playoffs around Christmas time, and they've screamed through the playoff places and up into the automatic promotion places. Um, and, you know, people were looking at Stockport like, oh, you know, they're coming good. No one saw Carlisle come in and they've just trumped everybody and suddenly they're, you know, fighting for automatic promotion. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a tough, tough game. Um, if you look, if we look at the, the stuff they do well, they finish, uh, they score from a lot of the chances that they create. Um, they're a very good counter-attacking side. Um, strong in the air, good defending set pieces. Um, but apparently, looking at it, they're quite weak at defending against long shots. Um, then they don't, they don't con- keep control of the ball for long periods of time. They're quite, they're generally quite content to let opposition to ha- to have the ball. But that's also something that we do. So uh, it'll be an interesting battle on that side of things. Um, and they've they they have conceded a few, quite a few goals this season from individual errors, mm. which is uh which which our press um should 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 be able to exploit. So um, I'm quietly confident about this one. We're playing really good football at the moment. Last two games we've been we've played fantastic football for long periods of time, um, moving the ball on the deck well. Our pass success rate is skyrocketed from what it was doing against like your Rochdale's, um, Tranmere, Bradford games. So it's a massive, massive improvement. Generally, it's just got to continue, isn't it? I mean, the positive for me in all of this is we've re-established ourselves a position where a point guarantees us to stay second. So we're back in the yeah. territory of a point away from home. That'll do. That'll do very nicely. If we can see out yeah. a nil-nil, if we bore uh, Dino and uh, Steve to sleep, fine. Absolutely fine. Because we stay second and then we can concentrate on staying in the automatics for the rest of it. This game goes a long way to decide who is the, the bigger risk of dropping into the playoffs, which no one yeah. wants to. And no. who establishes themselves in that second place slot and avoids that um, yeah. sort of danger zone? And we've kind of got ourselves now to a point where we have to drop more than a point per game to drop out of the promotion places entirely. So that almost stops being a concern. And it's a case mm-hmm. of can we stay above the other dotted line and avoid the um, heart attacks that the playoffs can induce? Yeah. What are you thinking, Jay, in terms of lineup for Saturday? Honestly, um, I don't think we should change anything at all. Six points from six. I think the last couple of weeks prior to Saturday, I think everyone was saying we were in a blip. That blip probably continued a, a bit longer than what we wanted. Um, and at the minute, it's working, isn't it, really? Uh, like we, uh, I think Pat said earlier on, let's not rush Luther back. Um, let's have him for the running. If there's yeah, a time absolutely. to become, if there's a time to become back to our peak, now is the time to to, to really push and and get that. 
So I wouldn't change anything at all. I know a lot of people will probably criticise me saying that Jamie Reid must start after after last night and the goals that he gets. But you know, I just I just don't think I don't I don't think he should. I've, there's been some amazing players that come off the bench and score hatful of goals that aren't prolific if they start. And I think Jamie Reid's uh, Jamie Reid, sorry, is that player that can come on is sporadic, can play well against tired teams. And literally, people don't like against him, don't want to play against him. And I think if he starts, I think he's a different footballer to someone that comes on and absolutely pulls people around and, and does things that no one wants to be up against in the 70th minute. Yeah, that's that, that. That's that's fair. Pat, what are you expecting? What would you like to see? The change between Luther and Kane will come down to who's got the most in their legs and they'll work that out at training this week, I think. Um I wouldn't be averse to seeing Luther back if he's ready, obviously. But um, it, And it feels like if you have the two of them at the same fitness level, Luther's the one you go with because it's an away yeah. game. So we don't need to be quite as expansive in terms of what the wing-backs deliver. And Luther is generally that bit more solid than Smith in terms of um, being defensively minded, which you never thought you'd be saying comparing Luther to another full-back from years gone by. But that's another story. It's true. The yeah. other thing that we have as a question mark is where's Van Kooten and would we see a switch back to the back five as a surprise based on the 4-4-2 we've done over the recent success games or um, would yeah. we stick with this diamond so I TVC is one of our best players if not our best player at the moment has been all season I think um, so do you do you stick with what is working right now or do you move back to f- being able to fit your best player back into your setup? Would you drop Sweeney or Pidge for TVC and try to stick, keep the four? I mean, that might be, that might actually be the solution, to be honest. That might be the solution. Give Pidge, because he's a bit older than Sweeney, give Pidge a game, maybe two games rest. Then give Sweeney two games rest. Then give TVC a game rest, and rotate. Just rotate them a little bit. They already they've already played the best part of four four months together. They are all they can play with it. They can all play with each other, and they can play with each other well. We've seen it all season long. So it might not be an awful thing seeing not going back to the five at the back gives us an extra man to commit to attacking attacking situations, and. It's only really yesterday when, in the second half, Cree were countering quickly up until the halfway line and then almost stopping and dawdling. But it was only when they were countering late on, when we were committing men forwards to try and get that goal, that we that I was kind of worried and about being hit on the break. So it's not so the having having an extra man committed to to attacking positions hasn't really cost us so far. I mean, there are other things that have cost us in games, but that's not it. Um, I think in theory what you're saying and suggesting is an absolutely brilliant idea. However, I know that if I'm walking out in front of 6,000 people, which is, I think, generally their attendance at Carlisle this yeah. by the, yeah. the 31st of January, which I think was like 9,000, which was massive. Um, if I see Carl Pierre Gianni walking out of that tunnel with me, I'd feel a lot more confident. So if you're going to do that and you're going to rest one of them, this Saturday isn't the one for me. Do it at home at Salford. 
I'm not saying do it now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm not saying do it now. I think we I think we go unchanged. I think you're right. Mm. And I was I was thinking yesterday I really want Reed to start. Um, cuz I think he was good the last time he started at home certainly. Uh he was good when he came on last night. I think he's out it. March and Norris weren't really at it last night. But Carlara are a much different enemy to face than crew they won't play they won't play as defensively they won't be they won't put a a five at the back with a low block so it's it's a very different game so actually i think march and uh march and nods are probably suited to starting that one better than this against the surprise crew sprang on us Hmm. um yeah so maybe maybe unchanged. I wouldn't. I would again. I I I sort of hoped yes last night that Forsakaski would come in for Reeves, just because I'm still convinced that Reeves is still carrying something and just coming slowly coming back into it. But as it turned out yesterday, he was pretty fucking good. He was brilliant. Uh, so yeah, but- whatever whatever rustiness he's was in his legs, he's run out. Steve Watkins, by the way come in and us we were talking i was like oh maybe i was, I was and i said i was surprised once the uh, team sheets were there read out and he was and as soon as i said jake reeves he was like i'm not with you on that one nah i'm not having that no enough rubbish <laughs> and i was like fuck it all right steve <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he likes our steve yeah um Right, that's that's about that's about it. Uh, we don't really do the predictions anymore. I'm not going to make make note of them, but go and predict it, Pat. No, I'm not going to ask you and Drakas. Nil, nil. There we go. I'm not. I'm not going to ask you with Drakas. I'm not going to do one because we never fucking get it right. Pat does sometimes, so we can do it now. I nil, think fair, regardless of the result, as we as we all sit here as as it as it is, I'm more than content with running away from that place with a. With a draw in our end and uh, coming back to the Lamex, going again next Saturday, I think that would be uh, that would be the least ideal option than a win. Yeah, do you know what? This this sounds weird because no one ever wants to lose. I wouldn't even be that 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 bothered by a loss, to be honest. It depends. The manner obviously depends. If we play well and lose, okay, then you get it. It's going to happen from time to time. Carlisle are a good side. As long as we play well and we're not getting battered, it really. Don't, I don't think it really matters at this stage. Oh, yeah, it's right, the free hit. You want that? You want yeah. that? That that dotted line underneath the free. We beat Carlisle this weekend, and oh my god, we are no, no. Ob- obviously, don't 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 mistake it. I want the fucking win. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't really like. I don't really like Carlisle much either. Like. They're not very. They're not very vanilla side, and their fans are absolute knobs, generally speaking. So, <laughs> like, it's not. I'd rather win, obviously, but I don't think, like Pat said, I think it's a bit of a free hit. You know, you go against these teams that are playing really well when you're out of form. All right, we won two, but two wins on the spin isn't form. You know, it's way too narrow of a window, especially when you play against two teams that can't fucking score goals to save their lives. Um, it's way too much of a narrow window. We're not in good form still. Like we're okay at the moment over the last six, yeah. three wins, three losses. It's not great form. We're, that's proper like mid table. We're 11th in this form table. Carlisle top. Like it's not a bad, if, if we've got to go somewhere, 
if we only lose one more all season, I'd much rather it was against Carlisle than almost mm. any of the other teams. Yeah. Because you expect to lose, you expect to drop points against some of these bigger teams, and it's as acceptable as it can be to do it against these big teams. I'll be fucking steaming if we don't beat Colchester. Absolutely raging. I don't care how good we perform, we just can't get it in the net. I'll be fucking fuming if we can't beat Colchester when they come. That was far more, that, that would be a far less acceptable. A draw against them is much worse, much, much worse than a loss against Carlisle as long as we perform generally well against Carlisle. Fair. Very fair. Five home games. Five home games. 15 oh, points up for grabs. Go and I thought take gonna, Happy days. I thought you, yeah, I thought you were going to call them cup finals then. I was going to fucking hit the roof. <laughs> it is... What well, I didn't. Just dumbing... No, no, just dumbing down football, calling it, calling it cup finals. It's just nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Um... Pat, have you got a uh, extra time for us? Can do, can do. Um, so I was gonna ask your um, kind of favourite sporting meetings or meetings with sporting people, which for Drackers will be really hard to narrow it down because he's met, oh. a million, met a million of them. <laughs> the two that stand yeah. out to me are both um, sort of accidents. I've met Ronnie O'Sullivan twice, and I say met. <laughs> walked past and been frowned at the first time was in the service station and he was coming out the gents as I was walking in and I just nodded hello to him because I recognized him and I'm a friendly fella and then it dawned on me well <laughs> that wasn't someone I know that was Ronnie O'Sullivan which is probably why you frowned at me like who the fuck are you but I also met him as we came out of the lift at a hotel near Bramble Lane and he went into that lift and we'd been out on a stag the night before so that was not a pleasant experience for him I imagine on the way home uh, I've got, uh, uh, I've got two that come to mind. They both involve trains. I bumped into Hull Football Club, Hull City Football Club, uh, on their way down to play Arsenal years ago. Um, I had a picture taken with Tom Huddleston. I don't really know why, to be honest. Um, yeah. And I went, when who I really wanted to get a picture or picture with was Steve Bruce. Um, but he was absolutely fucking steaming and screaming at somebody, so I was like, I better not. <laughs> um, and then the the other one, uh, I saw Alan Shearer on a train and called him a twat. He's <laughs> such a friendly guy, I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's, 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 I, I said, said nothing inaccurate. He's a, pr- <laughs> he's a prick and he's can't. He was a wonderful, wonderful footballer. Um, but he's a bellend, hate him. Should have come for the preseason use. friendly and got yourself a photo with Brucey. Well, fucking hell, Pat. All right. Can't do that next season. Mine is uh, oh, that's a really difficult one to say. Thanks for just springing this on us, Pat. But uh, just You're welcome. pick a few from different sports. I'd have to go um, football, would be Dino's good friend, Bob Wilson. That was wonderful. Had a meet with him. Sat around the table. Mm-hmm. He was brilliant. Uh, so Bob, yeah, Bob's brilliant. Uh, Frank Bruno, he was class. Really, really good. Really yeah, liked. Yeah, 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 yeah. His hands are so big when I shook his hand. He's absolutely <laughs> massive. I was like, you imagine being punched by them? Oh my god. Um, and then Dan Kelly Holmes, she was brilliant. Really, really nice. good. So just to tick your athletics box, Pat, for you. Oh. She was great. She was great. We had her along at a mini Olympics event and uh, spent a few hours with her and 
had a good chin wag. Brilliant. Oh, I uh, I also uh, much more recently um, before before he quit uh, at United, I bumped into uh, their old CEO uh, Ed Woodward in London, and I called him a tosser as well. <laughs> you should you know how to ingratiate yourself, don't you? Carry a warning round with you and just hand it out every time you meet someone. <laughs> That's what the beard is. I um, oh, yeah. I wanted to I wanted to ask you both a question though because uh, I I put sure. it on my WhatsApp group earlier on today and got zero replies by the way and I, I was stood in the ground last night and I was like I don't know what the stadium is is it a is it a female stadium is it a male stadium is it a gender neutral stadium what's that's a really great question, uh, and I want to say it, but I, I'm going to offend someone. <laughs> I am... Oh, I love you blowing your own horn there. That's a really great question that I came <laughs> up with. It is a great question. It should, be, it should it should be out there in public domain to be called "There she is" or "There he is" or "There they are" or uh... "There it there it is." <laughs> yeah, but it's I can't put my finger on it. I cannot put my finger on the Lamic Stadium. The romantics and uh, poetics out there will definitely say she. I would say the because it's a building. But as you've mentioned in the German, like arena and stadium are both feminine, but building is masculine. So take your pick, right? I would, I would, I'm not generally one to. Hang my hat on the on the on the on the side <laughs> of tradition, right? Really? Um, generally speaking, I don't know why that's so funny, Jay. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> generally speaking, right? I'm not. I'm not a particularly traditional bloke, as you can tell by the fact that I f and blind like nobody's business. Good. Um, that's pr- good pretty feedback. traditional from what I hear on the East Terrace. Uh, well, maybe. actually, most of that's um, me these days. um i would say i i quite like inanimate objects this sounds awful oh my god it's great isn't it? i I like the tradition of inanimate objects being female before a before a bunch of wokey bar left left (laughs) liberal bastards (laughs) shall i just fucking log off of which no 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 of which i am one (laughs) <laughs> Generally speaking, I'm a fucking socialist. The Tories are cunts. Oh dear! All, all, all of that, steady. right? No, not steady. Accurate. Um, I'm not. You know, it, I don't know. It just feels right. It feels familiar. I guess. Um, if I if I think about my car, there she is. Feels right. Oh, look at her getting the old girl cleaned with your car. <laughs> yeah, get, getting the old girl cleaned up when I take her to the car wash because I'm not <laughs> fucking doing that myself. Um, my my mountain bike, it's always been there. She is. Oh, look at her, she's beautiful. Look at look at her. Look look at the lines. Oh, beautiful. Um, Glad mine's not. I'd have to say. Oh no, I crashed her into a bin. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I feel there she is. Oh, look at her. She's beautiful. Is the is is the old Lamex, the old girl? She's looking uh, perfect. Looking great. Looking great. Perfect. Thank you. I know it just it just feel it just feels right. In 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 one of the few ways I am quite traditional in that sense. Uh, yeah, it would be for me. It would be a she. 
So there we go, Pat. That wasn't a statement. That was feedback from Nate. Mm. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> At least you recognised the in-joke today. <laughs> if you want to yeah, fucking give us feedback, absolutely always love love feedback because at the end of the day if 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 we're not doing something that you like or you'd like to like to hear something different or if you just want to give us some positive feedback on something that we do absolutely love to hear it as long as it's constructive and we can actually action it if the feed if the feedback jay is just is just a statement that can isn't isn't positive isn't negative it's just something that exists Okay, cool. Just don't call it feedback. Really bugs thanks. me. Yeah, thanks. What can I do with that? <laughs> cool. And it's not a dig at the person who told, who gave you this feedback. It's a dig <laughs> at you, you <laughs> bastards. Especially since you got really arsy about me calling it not feedback. Oh, I didn't. Well, I just tried to leave you... much of a pause afterwards because I know how riled you get with general stuff. So really, no, I mean in the chat. No, I mean in the chat. You were like, "Oh, right, yeah. don't fucking shoot the messenger." I'm like, "Well, I'm not. I'm just telling you, it's not fucking feedback." <laughs> we should probably take this admin <laughs> offline, really. Ah, oh, fuck it. Uh, I was going to ask something else. So I can't remember what it is now, so I won't bother. Uh, thank you, thank you, Jay. I, I've missed having you. Uh, I, I, I like seeing you yesterday, blowing you kisses mm. and stuff. Yeah. Oh fucking hell! All right, mate. People are glad to see you back on the east as well, mate. Thanks, Pat. Really appreciate. Oh, Jesus Christ! Like I'm not being sincere. <laughs> I, uh, I I tried to get the east to start a chant for you. What? Yeah, I asked asked a couple of people. <laughs> get Drac Dracas Dracas and the family. It's been shit recently. Yeah. Give them a chant. Give a give them a chant. We love you, Drackers, we do. We love you, Drackers, we do. <laughs> oh, Drackers, we love you. No one fucking did it because they're all pricks, but... No, nah, I, I wouldn't wouldn't expect to cheer either. So, yeah, there we have it. But, but imagine if it had happened oh. and, you, and you, heard, you heard that. It'd be beautiful, wouldn't it? I'd have cried my eyes out. Right, exactly. I tried to do something really nice for you, you fucker. Thank you. I love you. So you should. <laughs> oh, well, fucking hell, all right. With, with that... With 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 that one sided love affair truly <laughs> and utterly shat on. Let's call it quits, shall we? Turn up. Up the fucking borough. Woo! Doubles up again. What do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNuggets share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.